Hey y'all, welcome back to All Packed Up Episode 2. We've got an unbelievable interview coming up with our good friend Colin Cranfield over at Yeti. Uh, we get into some great stuff. Honestly, I want to just shut my computer down and go hunt with the dude. I uh, hope you guys take something from all the information and advice he has to give. Uh, inspires you to just get out there. Episode 2, let's go. Welcome to All Packed Up. Um, we are joined by our good friend, Colin Cranfield from Yeti. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I did. Uh, Colin, tell us a little bit about what you do for Yeti and uh, how long you've been there. Yeah, totally. Um, what do I do? Uh, I guess my official LinkedIn title is... Uh, <laughs> what do you not do? The event marketing manager, um, but I feel like I get to touch, I mean, quite a bunch of the business mm. uh in different in different facets but i think sometimes i just feel like i'm a glorified blue collar mover of things That's you know coolers about. or building assets yeah. or driving across the country so yeah it's a good time Very uh, hands-on yeah super hands-on what how many like ballpark days on the road yeah that's uh i i used to lob out the uh the 300 but 289 is the in 2019 i did 289 and that was the most this year i'm at 204 um and then 21 i think i was right at like 222 so dang quite a bit yeah that's it is quite a bit uh one of my like first questions for you is just with days on the road like that i mean how do you find time to to get out and explore um or do you um during because i mean yeah you're all over the place and some cool places too i mean i called you like one point you're like yeah i'm in toronto i was like yep yeah yeah yeah, you are (laughs) um yeah i think about this kind of a lot and i had a boss back in college he owned the bear mountain which was a mom and pop gear shop Mm. his name's brandon blag and i remember he was kind of doing like a mentory thing uh mentee thing with me and he was like you know what what do you want to do with your life and i was graduating from baylor and i was getting a business degree and i was like bear mountain bear mountain yeah Yeah. oh sweet yeah we know that yeah Yeah. they're friends Um, well one of the first yeti accounts in texas that i can remember i remember he'd give me like a 50 dollars uh, commission every time I sold like a big cooler. No way. Um, awesome. So like, awesome. I guess my connection to the brand is uh, I used to sell the coolers way yeah. back in the day when everybody's wow, like, wow. why are these things so yeah. expensive? Um, I was like, man, I think I want to stay in the outdoor industry. And he was yeah. like, okay, out of your entire graduating class, um, there you're going to be within the 1% that pursues, you know, the outdoor industry and you're not yeah. going to make a ton of money doing it, yeah. but it's going to afford you experiences that you've never, you know, you'll never yeah. be able to buy. Yeah. Yeah. And I had no idea at 21 what those words meant. And um, he's been 100% true. So, like, yeah. you talk about, like, how do you find time to, like, recreate or go out into the wild? Like, you book it in on the trips. You know, whether that's yeah. me burning the midnight oil through a drive to wherever to go set up. I'll leave a day early so I can go fish, you yeah. know, here. I can go hike here. On the back end of a trip, we'll, we'll book a hunting trip with, you know, local partners that are in the area and brand yeah. brand friends and things like that. So, um, there's kind of that component and that piece to it. And then like, as I come back home, you know, you're competing for weekends, but every weekend I'm back home, it's like, I'm either hunting out West or I'm down yeah. on the coast fly fishing or whatever that all entails. So it's yeah. just kind of like, I'm, I guess I enjoy being transient yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> or like not sleeping in my bed, but it's whatever. We love that, man. So yeah, Pat, our friend Patrick Duckham. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, we had him on one point. And he was told the story of this 
lady that he was taking fishing or something like that, and she was like eight years old and still going. Whatever. Yeah. And she goes, he goes, man, like, how are you able to still do this? Whatever. And he, I, he told me the story and I've thought about it ever since. But he's like, she goes, man, there's three things. You're either you're either no go. Your slow go or your go go. He's like, well, honey, I'm still go go. Like, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Life motto yeah. right there. Um, advice for for someone with a busy life, not necessarily a, a, a an office job, but just a busy life. Like, wants to make time, but it's kind of just like the mind space of like, I just don't have enough time um, to to get out and explore. Um, I mean, you could, you did kind of just answer that with just like, yeah, planning ahead and yeah. Um, gosh, I think people totally forget you have 24 hours in a day. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of people, you know, set aside time for themselves and and do that in a myriad of different ways. But, uh, I've got a buddy of mine uh, in Austin and we talk about 63 hours a lot. Um, and 63 hours is from Friday at five until Monday at 8am. And that is your weekend. Your weekend isn't. 24 hours, 12 hours during the day on Saturday yeah. and 12 hours during the day on Sunday. It's actually 63 hours. Um, and so, I mean, so often like, you know, I hear the phrase like, oh, you're going to burn out. Or are you going to burn out? It's like, well, I'm not a candle. I'm not yeah, going to burn yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and so, wow. yeah, just stuff it in uh, and, and find yeah. time. You got to prioritize things too. Cause I think a lot of people, um, I guess don't take self inventory, uh, mm-hmm. very often as to what's important and what actually fulfills them and what they're passionate about. Uh, and I think kind of once you align those things and you throw yourself at it, you know, yeah. time is the only thing that we all share in common. We don't share wealth. We don't share, you know, looks, personality, we don't share any of those things. What we do share is time and it's how you spend it and what you like to do with it. That I think's super important. And hopefully people can become passionate or figure out what their passions are and then just throw themselves at it. Because then at that point you, you know, you're dialed and you're focused. Yeah. So I'm great. Fired up, dude. Yeah, so. I know. It's so inspiring. Turn off the computer. I want to talk about public land okay. and kind of your just love for a perspective of, on it. Um, it's something that, you know, guys in Texas, especially if you're new to the whole other world, don't really have an idea of, of what what it is yeah um, but the second you go west man like it's wide open spaces <laughs> yeah you like drive in and yeah i remember the first time i like rolled into blm and i was talking to, like a department of wildlife guy and he was like yeah you can camp wherever you want you're like I'm what like, i'm sorry how big is this yeah, and then, yeah, like, yeah. You, you get on x later and you're like you start yeah. peeling it out and looking at them actually like, this is 650,000 yeah. acres well, yeah. that's crazy it's hard to fathom yeah yeah it's it's insane um but, i think yeah and then it's just like and then also you can go shoot your guns on this too. You're right. Like, what? Yeah. Okay. Don't cause a wildfire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can pretty much do whatever. Yeah. Um, gosh, public lands are huge. In Texas, we're not privy to it, right? Yeah. Um, and I think as I look at my, I guess, recreational life, very glad I found fly fishing first mm. um, because had I not, I probably wouldn't care because I'm so eaten up with hunting at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I view the Texas water system as my ranch. Because if you look at it from like a public land perspective in Texas, the utilization of Texas rivers that are navigable, um, they're highways through the state. And you can touch 
properties and you can look at and you can feel and you can see what the land was hundreds of years ago just by getting in a kayak and mm. figuring out where to camp on islands and figuring out what the second vegetation line is and like all these things. Yeah. Um, and I feel the same way about the coast. So the second that boat is in a navigable space, like that's my ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to your point, Texas is I think 2% public. Yeah, so that's that's generous. To- <laughs> so uh, yeah, not uh, not great. Um, but yeah, as it as it pertains to hunting, we do have some hunting opportunities in Texas. But that's something I'm super passionate about, and I think if you know I was ever to stumble into a large amount of wealth, I would try to buy up as much land and then allow access to kids yeah. like me mm-hmm. yeah. who knew nothing about the outdoors and nothing about you know skinning a deer or you know tying flies or catching fish or camping or like how to be yeah. a better outdoorsman because they just didn't have access yeah. to the land skills skills yeah and you've got this growing population in texas so the utilization of that two percent is only growing and i would like to think that we're going to grow public lands in texas but i texas is Shoot. Yeah. pretty concerned about its money so i yeah. doubt, doubt yeah. that's going to happen yeah. but if you have a car yeah. And you can drive and you can leave the state. I mean, there are expansive public land opportunities to to go hunting, um, to go fishing, to go camping, to go recreate and to go cultivate those skills. So uh, I definitely in the last three years have Utilized. focused my attention yeah. on that um, and just tried to put myself in a position to win. But I mean, it, it's like it's like somebody pushing you out of the boat offshore 30 miles and yeah. you don't have a life jacket and they're like, Hey, yeah, you gotta, you gotta go. swim. There's no, yeah. you know, instruction manual or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, that's the best way to learn though. It is like, or, or, a good way to learn. Theoretically. Sink or swim. Um, so yeah, I've been uh, double downing and learning the whole tag system and over the counter mm-hmm. system and everything like that has been pretty yeah. challenging. Fortunately, I work at a company that is yeah. a hook and bullet company. And, you know, I've yeah. got resources there that I can ask and be like, oh, what For do sure. I do here? What do yeah. I do here? Yeah, so. that's one thing I've, I've heard about you guys is how, how detail oriented they are and like just like tags, like getting tags, like, yeah. or, you know, permits out of state and stuff that kind of take care of you guys. Totally. Yeah, we, we like to hammer, like you just said, we like to hammer down, like, just go. Like, it's kind of our whole MO with, with, Pack meal is like we can create a product that that helps you just go figure it out, right? Like go learn, um, get out of town, you know, job job well done for us. Um, you know, if you're giving advice to somebody, I mean, yeah. would it just be like, man, hop in the car and and just go west or find a find a a mentor or um yeah i think just uh yeah i think finding building relationships in in the outdoor space where people have knowledge that you can tap into is huge Mm -hmm. um secondly we've got the world wide web uh there are no there are no secrets out there anymore uh you know punch it on google and if you're in a major metro area and you're like man i really want to get outside where's a public access point for me to go to this river great um you know go to that river where's like a public park or where's you know a, yeah. a bma area or a wma area or anything like that um so i've never really i mean i leverage the internet all the time and i obviously leverage relationships all the time to figure those yeah. things out but not everybody is fortunate enough to be able to jump in a car and that's spend true. 300 bucks on gas and and go yeah. out to colorado and see yeah. what that's all about that's so true. if you can't do that then i would say yeah utilize your resources here at home and mm-hmm. and build relationships but go to your, go to your gear shop 
Yeah, true. I guarantee you, like anybody, if I walked into Bear Mountain tomorrow in Waco and I was like, hey, I'm in Waco for the weekend. I don't know where to go. Like, where should I go hike around? They'd be like, oh, you need to go to Cameron Park. Hey, you yeah. need to go here. Hey, you yeah, need to go here. I got you. Um, so yeah, just kind of be a student of, of what you want to experience. Yeah, that's good. I love that. It's so easy to talk yourself out of it. So like coming in contact all the time with people who, who are inspiring you to get out there and like answering questions you may have, like setting aside those fears and just doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Pe- people are personal yeah. innately. So, so if you're in your own head, you're just like, no, nah, I got stuff to do here or whatever. I, yeah. I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who enjoys the outdoors that doesn't want to share that for mm. sure and for if sure, yeah. i think if they are that person then they probably don't yeah they're, <laughs> yeah. they're just doing it for instagram pictures yeah. or whatever so yeah. that's good. did uh did you did you grow up in that world did you did, were you raised that way um or did you find it i know you talked about in college how you kind of yeah no i was not uh right in fact the first time i ever saw mountains i was 18 and wow. it was my graduation present from high school my parents sent me to baylor's outdoor adventure line camp yeah, yeah where we yeah. did like a 14 day or whatever day it was hike um across mountains and you backpacked and you had a bear can and you know working <laughs> at working at bear mountain i i was basically bagging people's north face jackets and selling yeah. them stuff during the winter yeah. uh but i remember my exposure to it was all these tech reps would roll through and um Trace Binkley was one of them. He was Patagonia's yeah. uh, tech rep for Central Texas. He had all those accounts and he would like schedule these clinics and I was too young to drink. So like he'd bring beer and pizza and he would just talk about like being out on the road. And I remember just being like, that sounds so sick. Yeah. But to answer your question, no, um, my family is pretty rooted in Texas. And, and to be fair to them, like I kind of threw myself at sports, just like most sure. Texas yeah. boys or yeah. kids yeah. do. Um, and so, yeah, starting working at Bear Mountain, that really opened up my eyes to it and then went on that first trip. And then I was just like, cool. I remember yeah. that next fall break, we went and summited Mount Princeton, like pretty yep. late season. Uh, didn't know what we were doing. There yep. was ice and snow on top and we were camp. That was my first public land camping experience on my own. Shoot. And then we just kind of were like, all right, let's start picking places on the map and let's just start going oh, to them. That's a beautiful, did you stay in BB? Yeah, summer. I've yeah. slept in the city park. Yeah, that's uh, like <laughs> underneath the cedar tree. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and then we went yeah. to I think Trailhead is the outfitter. Yeah. And we walk yeah. in there, and we're like, "Hey, we want to go summit, you know, Princeton." And the guy looked at us. He's like, "It's pretty late. <laughs> like, like snowed the other day." We look up there. Yeah, yeah. and we were just like, snow halfway up. So. No, we're gonna we're gonna try it. Yeah, so. Awesome. You just got back from. Think, I think it was your thing of pronghorn hunt. Yeah, I had a uh, antelope hunt in South Dakota, and then I had Sweet. a elk hunt in Colorado. Okay, so. that's awesome. It's just so fascinated with that animal. Well, you're learning a lot. So hey. I, yeah, Ooh, preface that. I went, <laughs> I did not grow up hunting whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and I started working at Yeti and I started doing events and I started going to like the Dallas safari clubs and the wild sheep shows. And, you know, I started going to all these hunting events and you hear all these stories from all these guys. And they're like, basically like backcountry hunting is you take everything, you know, from just backpacking and backcountry hiking. Uh-huh. And then you add a lethal weapon <laughs> yeah, yeah. in your hand and then you go do it. So a lot of the times I just, end up hiking with my bow or hiking with a gun. Um, so I was like, and always being attracted, like exotic stuff. I never gave whitetail like much time. I'm sure there was like many times growing up that I'd have friends that'd be like, Hey, you want to come kill a deer that just like, no. Um, so I got my first bow in 
2019 and that was my first antelope hunt uh, and i got to go with mark seacat and sloan brown uh yeah. and then a guy named paul kemper who's doing video work for for mark seacat and taught me a bunch didn't really know what was going on doubled back down went down in 20 didn't kill anything in 20 and then this was my third time going um and it used to be pretty easy to get a tag in Montana. Now for non-residents, I haven't drawn in two years, which yeah. is kind of frustrating. So then you look at like, okay, well, what states can I go to? Yeah. Uh, and it's your Nebraska's, Kansas's, and South Dakota's. Uh, and fortunately enough, South Dakota is 100% draw, but you do have to apply. Uh, okay. So applied for a tag, got a tag. It's like 320 bucks, tax title and license. Yeah. And I mean you have a basic understanding of animal behavior based on your last two years hunting. Yeah. But, uh, going to a new place and like learning how to pick apart a massive swatch of BLM, uh, and be like, okay, yeah. if I was an antelope, where would I go? And like, what's the most efficient utilization of my energy and my time? And, and do we systematically hunt these things? Do we hunt them from the truck? Do we, I mean, you just kind of, you run into all these obstacles and, and roadblocks and decisions that you have to make, which ultimately is going to lead to your success. Yeah. Um, this year, I, I mean, like it was probably a mile and a half stock. It was day three. I was tired. Um, this buck was bedded in a very killable position. It was in a coulee. Um, wind was perfect, made the stock. He had no idea it was there. Never saw him come out. So I, and I had high ground the whole way. So I knew he was bedded and, um, I get up there and, You've got sage and everything. And I go to range him and I can just see the tips of his antlers. And I didn't even think about it at the time, but I should have just turned my rangefinder upside down and I would have been able to shoot the laser or oh, whatever's damn. in there. So I could have gotten to him, but because I had it right side up, I was just raging sage. Dude. So I was like What a tip right yeah, there. Yeah, that's all time tip. So yeah. if you got grass in your face or anything like that and you're you're worried about getting exposed, just flip your rangefinder upside down and, and pull a range. Dang. Um, wow. I did not do that. And so I ranged <laughs> the I ranged the prairie dog mound. Exactly. Yeah, and I had that prairie dog mound like 40 yards and i'm running a spot hog on my v3 and so i flipped my dials like i bet he's i bet he's eight yards to the inside of that so i set my pin for 32 yards came to full draw walked up he looked at me fired and i just expected to see that arrow like disappear into his chest cavity yeah. um it felt great it looked great and i saw that arrow go right over his back and like <sighs> right into the dirt and he like stood up looked oh, at me man. and then ran off <sighs> And so I went back and I ranged it and he was actually at 27 yards. So, wow. Yeah. I was just like, it hurts a little wow. bit. yeah, I wanted to like throw up. I wanted to <laughs> I can't, sit I on the ground. You, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest heartbreak of 2022 right yeah. there. It was, it was tough, tough. Build. And that was the best opportunity that both me and my hunting partner had yeah, in five days. Yeah. I mean, we had some shots at a hundred, but like to be in the things bread basket, and to not execute it's oh, just, but man. like at the same point like it gives you something to be desired it leaves something to be desired and like not that i don't think if i had killed that buck i'd never go antelope honey again but now that fire only yeah, burns sure. hotter yeah, and i'm like for sure okay we're close and yeah. like we've thought about like oh do we just buy a flight up to south dakota and try to go fill the tag again yeah um but unfortunately now it's white tail season and the reds yeah. are about to start piling up yeah. in the back lakes on the coast yeah. and we all work yeah, we and you're like, no, I don't know. so dude maybe next is, year maybe not, for That's sure next wild. year what day of the hunt was that that was day three okay and it's a good day it was a good day on, you know yeah and like i think over four and a half or five days uh clip just north of 58 miles hiked 
So, like, I mean, it was, we were moving after him. Joke, dude. But I also think hunting teaches you so many life lessons. Like, it's mentally challenging, it's physically challenging, and it's emotionally challenging. Mm. Like, you got to own your mental headspace. Mm-hmm. You got to be okay with taking it out. And you got to be like, all right, I'm next on deck. Like, I got to go. For you know? sure. Um, which I think translates pretty well just to, like, relationships and work and life and everything yeah, else. Yeah. Like, you got you to gotta yeah. own all that. So. Yeah, that's that's incredible. I mean, even after you you take one, you take an animal. No, like, and that's that means you're human. Yeah, it's yeah. heavy for sure. It's supposed yeah. to be that way. Yeah, and sure. I'm a huge proponent of eating, you know, the mm-hmm. meat and taking everything that you can. Um, yeah, it's just like that. The arrow flying is thirty percent of the hunt. Yeah, like seventy percent of the exactly. hunt is everything that happens after the yes. animal dies. Yeah. So. random question all-time uh place you've been i hate that question i know <laughs> i know you would i hate that question because yeah. they're all tied to like unique experiences yeah. and so like for the reason why i like yeah. one area might you know i might like a yeah. different area equally for yeah. very different reasons yeah. i can tell you the areas that i'm like genuinely stoked whenever i'm like hey yeah. we get to go yeah. uh jackson hole wyoming mm. swan valley victor mm. idaho that whole area mm-hmm. um legendary great people uh great snow great fishing great animal. Oh, man, all like, time yeah. Yeah. yeah charleston south carolina love my low country yeah. boys yeah um love the flood tide reds right. love love all that and then bozeman um yeah. you know obviously all three of those places are pretty sexy yeah. but uh awesome. bozeman's great um i like you know four corners and i like belgrade and i like that i-90 corridor where you can rip it to livingston or you can go you know east or yeah, west you yeah. can go into big sky uh be on the gallanted be on the mo you know i mean like all those areas are sick yeah, so let's go right now yeah let's go right now. yeah what are we doing we got a good weather window this week. Is that bad? That is true. I so. woke up this morning. I was like, heck yeah, it's fall, baby. Yeah. It's fall. Well, dude, uh, thanks so much. What's new for you? What's coming up? Uh, what's coming up? Uh, just the so world. big reports. Yeah. <laughs> reports, admin, Excel yeah. sheets. Um, All the fun stuff. Yeah, I've got a Oklahoma whitetail hunt um, yeah. in the next couple weeks. And then I've got an Arizona late season mule deer hunt coming up. It's going to happen over Christmas. And then I've got a public land waterfowl hunt okay. uh, at Stuggart for World Duck. So that's, right. yeah. that's a banger event. And we all get out on the river and try to go smash Ooh. some greenheads. So Heck yeah. that's time. in the immediate future. Yeah. But uh, yeah, long term, just. Going to events. Yeah, Q1's insane. Hunt for us is super heavy and obviously Q1 and then uh, mountain snow sports. So like the natural selections of the world and um, the URA ice fests and Mm -hmm. all that fun stuff. So, I mean, Q1's typically, I think last year I did 90 days straight, not coming home. Holy smokes. It's just like you're you're buzzing. (laughs) Which is like, I mean, honestly, it's a good time to not be in Texas because it's dark at five. Yeah, Yeah, it's depressing. It's 50 degrees, you know, like it's cool. There's not, not, wildlife ain't great. We're not not, hunting, we're not fishing. Yeah, that's that's very true. So Y'all are doing the issue that we're, yeah. uh, I think we're really close to y'all. Sweet. Yeah. But dude, anything we can do for you, let us know, all right? You're always welcome back to to the Pack Mule HQ. Yeah, I love this place. It's it's super homey and it feels, I love the startup vibe. So, you know. Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Wow, thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. 
As you can tell, Colin is an unreal dude, all-time friend of Pack Mule. As always, please subscribe, send us questions. Uh, we'd really like to hear from you guys. Uh, most importantly, where you're headed. See you guys. Mm-hmm.